0: Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. After being demonized as high carb and malaligned with foggy grain brain and gluten sensitivities, pasta consumption, which has been flat and declining for years pre-COVID, has bounced back during the pandemic, with unprecedented growth as consumers look for convenient, comforty, and versatile dishes to cook at home. According to data from the Chicago-based marketing firm IRI presented at the Summer Fancy Food Show in New York last month, pasta sales grew a whopping 26.64% from $1.17 billion in 2019 through January 2021 when sales reached $2.75 billion. This is a tremendous departure from the years leading up to the pandemic when according to Statista, volume consumption of pasta was relatively flat from 2016 through 2019 after dipping slightly in 2016, which is around the time when carb counting, gluten free and fear mongering around grains were hitting their stride. As the threat of COVID-19 slowly moves out of the pandemic phase and consumers regain their mobility and ability to eat out, IRI data shows that pasta sales have waned slightly, but at $2.42 billion last year, they remain a notable 11.3% higher than pre-pandemic levels in calendar year 2019. The challenge then for the pasta industry is how to maintain and build on this growth going forward. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, players from across the pasta category who showcased the Summer Fancy Food Show share strategies for how they're capitalizing on the category's growth through innovation, premiumization, and quality improvements, as well as debunking concerns about pasta's healthfulness and leveraging consumers' ongoing desire for restaurant-quality meals at home. They also share how their emerging challenges, including inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and supply chain challenges, are impacting the pasta industry and what they're doing to overcome these hurdles and seize the opportunities that they're creating. While much of the initial spike in the pasta sales during the pandemic can be attributed to consumers seeking comfort and convenience, Tom Quinn, the Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer at Nuovo Pasta Productions, predicts that creativity will play a larger role in driving future sales, elevating the need for innovation.
1: Convenience, creativity, and comfort. That's the the, the secret, you know, recipe, if you will, for reaching the consumer. The consumer is is reaching out for any kind of lifeline or distraction they can get. People are looking to bring home great food as an escape to what they're seeing every day. And it provides excitement and a break. Pasta satisfies a lot of needs. In in difficult times, it's a great value option because there's a low cost of admission, and it provides great comfort. When times are great, then you go to the luxury side of it, and you make a carbonara or a... You know, vodka, whatever you want with the, the, the uh, linguine or what have you. Or a great ravioli. Um, you know, one of my favorite things to sit down to is just a very simple spinach nasiago ravioli. But it's got green, green and white stripes, which is really exciting if you're having people over.
0: Consumers also increasingly want to replicate the dishes that celebrities like Anthony Bourdain and Stanley Tucci introduced to them through television, social media, and other outlets which Quinn said is opening the door for innovation around regionalization.
1: We're seeing people really reacting positively to the regionalization of different products. We're showing at the show here uh, at the Nuovo booth a Calabrian pepper ravioli. I guarantee you, prior to Stanley Tucci, you would have been hard-pressed to find three in 10 people that could tell you where Calabria was. Now people know. Now it, now it has relevance and meaning, <clears throat> and it's broadened their perspective and their horizons a little. And, you know, they were able to really understand why a and pepper is cool, you know, why, um, you know, certain meats from Spain are really cool, a different type of chorizo maybe. <clears throat> you know, and I, I think that's a huge trend that's going to continue to grow because now there's an audience for it. People who love food have always wanted to talk about that kind of stuff, but I don't think the story really resonated before. The story of a product, the mystique of a product, the excitement of a product, people are looking for that now. So I think that's a a, a lot of where the trends are going now.
0: Innovative new shapes like the famed Cascatelli created by the host of the podcast, The Sporkful, Dan Pashman, and boutique pasta makers Fulini, last spring also are helping to reinvigorate consumer interest in, and sales of, pasta. According to Scott Ketchum, CEO and co-founder of Svelini, there are more than 600 pasta shapes, each bringing its own sense of whimsy and culinary purpose, but many of which are unknown to consumers. As Ketchum explains, he's trying to change that through his work with Pashman and more broadly through sfellini
2: our work with Dan Pashman and the Spork Bowl and the new shape Cascatelli really created a lot of excitement around something new happening in pasta where it really hasn't been anything new in a long time. There's so many great, wonderful pasta shapes, and at Scolini we've always tried to, that's been our mission, is try to revive shapes that had kind of disappeared off the shelf over the years and say, hey, these are great, unique shapes and can make your dish not only visually stunning and appealing, but can complement the ingredients even better than what you might have used before. And now with a brand new shape, and I think that we tried to track back exactly when the last one came out, but it's been almost 80 years, I think. Um, so it's been about time that something new kind of hit the shelves, and, and that the excitement around it when it launched just a little over a year ago was, has sustained over the whole year. And that's been the most exciting thing about it is people are coming back to give, um, not that people gave up and pasta or moved on from it, but I think innovation before that was being seen with uh, alternative ingredients and going more gluten-free. And that's definitely a market need for those products and but um, I don't think that we should forget that pasta and wheat has been a staple of the diet for centuries and there's nothing necessarily bad about it if you use high quality organic wheat organic grains um, they are great for you they're more nutritious more nutritional for you as well and, uh, and we can produce unique pasta shapes that uh, people can come back to it maybe if they had moved on and wouldn't come back and try it again mm-hmm. the importance of the shape really is you want to pair it with the ingredients really well and I think and I do this too but a lot of people just think of putting a tomato sauce on a pasta and that can go with a lot of different shapes but think of the other ingredients you're adding to the sauce or if you're using peas or diced bacon or you know, uh, something like that in there what could hold those things better so that you get them on your bite each time you take a um, bowl so we have shapes like a zucca that are like a little pumpkin that you fill up with sauce, and, and those ingredients can be captured inside, so that might be the best choice. Our trumpet shape is like a little funnel, but it, the ruffled edges twirl around. It can make, really complement vegetables and make a really beautiful plate. Uh, but then we also do rigatoni as well. That's has been a big seller for us. So the traditional ones, uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them, but sometimes <laughs> something exciting uh, or different might um, make your meal more appealing. Uh, and then the cascatelli itself when it was developed there was a when, when Dan originally had his podcast um, featuring different pasta shapes he's going to challenge everybody like do these really live up to the hype and and everyone's kind of thought about it for a minute. Maybe they don't. Like, maybe I'm using penne all the time because it's so rarely available, but maybe it doesn't. it isn't perfect for everything. So he came up with those three categories of tooth syncability, ability, and sauceability. and they started to look at every shape and said, can they achieve all three? And most of them could get two, but not everything. So when we he had the idea for the Cascatelli and brought the pencil sketches over to us, and so we were looking at them and seeing how we could develop it. Uh, We made sure that we were living up to all three of those categories, and that's why people continue to buy it and I think are still excited about it a year later.
0: Indeed, the first order of Cascatelli sold out within 30 minutes of launching. And by the end of 2021, Ketchum said that he had sold 350,000 pounds of the pasta. Beyond shape, Ketchum says he sees potential for innovation around flavor and educating consumers about the many ways that they can use pasta beyond with just red sauce.
2: Uh, we're bringing in some new flavors this year. We like to bring things you do in seasonal cooking into the pasta directly to kind of maybe help create a shortcut to your meal. So we just introduced the kale pasta that's available on our website, and we have our turmeric pasta coming out soon. So we're trying to use unique flavor profiles. So maybe you think of your pasta dinner is not just an Italian style, but what other kind of uh, ingredients can you add to it to make it more um, international in the way you eat it? So, again, I think it's about really trying to teach people what, to, what these things what are complements to these new flavors. Um, some, we've launched things like a hemp pasta in the past, it really was exciting for people, to, but some people just look at it and they just, they're not sure where to go. So, we always create a recipe with everything we produce to try to give them a starting point. I mean, they don't have to follow our recipe, but they're like, oh, maybe that hemp goes well with butternut squash, and that's something to think of beyond tomatoes. And, and then they, they have a new platform to work with, something new and exciting. And that, that'll that help people think beyond and think different ways to use these ingredients and different nutritional levels that are coming in with the ingredients in the pasta itself.
0: While innovation is essential for driving future pasta sales, Quinn repeatedly emphasized that it cannot come at the expense of convenience, which is becoming increasingly important as the world reopens and consumers are pulled in multiple directions.
1: Convenience is a thing because... As the world's opened back up, people are really trying to experience stuff again. People are now working. A lot of people are going back to offices and factories and all those things. Um, people are going out and doing things. They have the to ball practices with the kids and things like that. So the love of restaurant-quality food, as people got used to that, hasn't changed. The medium in which they get it has changed. It has to continue to change. That's where the convenience comes in.
0: Citing data from Mintel's 2021 report on the future of pasta, rice, and noodles, Quinn added that 53% of consumers anticipate using convenience food in the future, and 76% say that they're looking for foods that are easy to prepare. Consumers also increasingly want products that deliver strong nutritional propositions, which has been pasta's downfall pre-pandemic, but which Quinn said can be turned around through positive messaging.
1: I remember the fear-mongering. Again, I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, one of the things I think the trends have shifted is people looking for more positive messaging. They're getting away from the low and the no. You know, nobody wants to be told they can't have something. Okay? Nobody wants to be told you can't have that. I know it's tasty, but you can't have that. You want to talk about things that are high in protein, high in fiber, that whole grain carbs... Are going to provide long-lasting energy for you. It's not going to, you know, you're not going to grow a third, you know, foot or whatever. It doesn't work that way. And I also think too, as the world continues to shift and change, I I think our benchmark as a society of what makes us nervous shifted exponentially over the last couple of years, where there was a certain amount of fear mongering. You know, I, I think with all the challenges of the world today. I think having a couple extra carbs probably is not considered a high a, a high risk proposition like it was. So I think our, our not our values <clears throat> but our perceptions change and our perspectives change. And I think that's really a big piece of it. With the National Pasta Association, we're heavily focused on positive messaging. And not because we're trying to make up a positive message. It's just positive. <clears throat> it's good for you. We use um, whole wheat, you know, carbohydrates, which are better for long-lasting energy. Um, I like all carbohydrates, personally. That's a personal choice. <clears throat> uh, but it's, it's good for you. And, and that, again, as I said earlier on, people want to be told what they can't have. Well, this is low sugar. You can't have too much sugar. This is low whatever. You can't have that. Um, I get that a lot in my life. Um, but people want to know the positive things. This is good for you. It has protein. It has fiber. This is going to be, you know, an important part, you know, of your health and wellness, your daily meal. <clears throat> it's filling, but in a good way.
0: Ketchum added that adding spices, vegetables, and using different types of grains can also boost the nutrient profile of pasta.
2: Uh. I think adding the kale or, or the other items, they give a little bit of boost in nutrition in different ways. Even the specialty grains we work with, uh, from ancient grains like ember and einkorn, some of them will bring in more protein and more fiber. It's just a little bit extra to add to the meal, and, and beyond that, you're getting really unique flavor with it.
0: While opportunities abound for pasta going forward, industry stakeholders also must balance growth with the emerging challenges around supply and their ability to meet demand. For example, sourcing sufficient flour and oil may become a challenge going forward as the war between Russia and Ukraine drags on. Quinn explained that the type of wheat grown in Russia and Ukraine are not the only ones favored by pasta makers. Rather, they tend to perform better in baked goods. However, as players in other segments feel the pinch, they may start to source other types of wheat or from other regions, including the U.S., which would constrain supply for the pasta industry. Likewise, he said, Ukraine is a top producer of sunflower oil, and as supply becomes tighter, the pasta industry and others that align closely with it, such as sauce makers, pesto makers, and other toppings, may need to rethink how and where they source their oil. A bigger supply challenge for Svelini has been packaging, said Ketchum, who explained that he is basically hoarding paper as the situation continues to get worse.
2: Colini's mission has always been to help uh, North American farmers. So we've always sourced it from America, uh, was USA exclusive. We now expanded a little bit into Canada for some of our semolina wheat. But we, and we, all of our whole grains come from New York State, and we work directly with those mills. So we uh, haven't had supply issues when it comes to the wheat. It's been more about paperboard, which is some of this produced overseas. We're ordering enough packaging now, but it's not easy to order two to three times more packaging than you need. It'll sit for a long time. It hurts your cash flow. And packaging doesn't sit well. It, it's actually uh, with changes in temperature or uh, the way it's packed inside the inner cases, it can start to warp or change, and then it won't work on your lines anymore. So I try, typically, I would never have enough more than six months' worth of packaging on my warehouse uh, shelves. And now I'm having to look at almost a year's worth of packaging in our orders, and I have to take. hopefully we can use it quickly, and then we don't run into those problems and end up having to throw it out. Uh, recycle.
0: Labor is another major challenge for Debbie Chidester of Plentiful Pantry, which makes a wide variety of pastas in different shapes, textures, flavors, and colors. She explains that insufficient staff means she has to think carefully about which order she accepts and can fill.
3: Utah has the lowest unemployment rate in the nation. If you want a job, you have one. And Fast food joints start at $15 an hour. So our labor rates are going up by at least 20%. At least. And we're not fully staffed. We are a lot more careful about the business we take. Some of the larger companies that we sold at a lower margin, we've had to say, is this smart? right now. I can't... You know, we ended up, at the end of last year, canceling some of our higher-margin orders so that we could fulfill what we'd already committed to for low-margin business. We can't do that anymore. And we do the best we can, but... I don't know. We have had our crew for a long, long time. So, right now, employee retention is a big deal at our place, a big deal, because I want to keep them. I mean, when you've got 15 to 20-year employees and they're on a production line, that's unheard of. And so, we make sure that we have raffles, we have parties, and I feed them lunch, and we do whatever we can to let them know they're appreciated. And there are raises that they had never seen the likes of before but production workers will leave you for an extra 50 cents an hour I can't afford to lose them for that so we try to be proactive and we try to be very you know we're a smaller company therefore we're very family oriented we've had a number of employees leave we had a big amazon fulfillment center open up they left they went there they were back we finally had to we had to add it to our handbook our company handbook that if they came back within one month's time their vacation their all of those things started where they left off we had to we had it happening a lot it's, it's a small thing that I can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were gone for months. It's a big thing to some. It's a big thing to them. Yeah. They weren't getting that from Amazon. What they were getting was ridden hard and put away wet. And they finally decided, is the extra dollar an hour I'm getting worth this? So many of them come back.
0: Beyond the immediate challenges of staffing, supply chain struggles, and inflation, Ketchum said his biggest concern is climate change and how it's reshaping not just the pasta category, but all food and beverage.
2: I'm worried about uh, climate change, too. I see, I watch the heat wave rising all over the country and I'm worried about the crops this year. How uh, We all just need to look at how we're managing our operations. You know, at Spolini, we, um, I mean, we still, of course, we, we try to pull from... Um, solar fields that are around us part of our power source um, but we can't do it hundred percent yet but we our boiler systems are in place to dry our pasta to recirculate water and we don't have much any water waste from that uh, we try to just be as efficient as possible really the only waste we have is a little extra dough that comes out of the machine at the end of the day which we try to feed the farm animals so everybody needs to be as efficient as possible making sure that we're not contributing to um, the carbon emissions is um, all the freight issues around the world right now are just probably continuing more of that. So even though our wheats, we can't grow Durham wheat in New York, we try to buy it as locally as we can from the Midwest. And, and stick to our, our, plant, our mission as we were 10 years ago. Just try to be as local as you can. Um, we, we ship around the country, but we try to consolidate all of it as much as we can. So look at everything you can and re- rethink it, take a step back, and see how you can do it a little bit more efficiently. While well,
0: these certainly are big concerns without clear answers, Quinn stressed that the future is bright for pasta and noted that each challenge also brings opportunities. It's just up to the players to identify and seize them. With that, we reach reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again next time for another installment, and to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.